Hello, and welcome everyone to Stand By Me's podcast series. Stand By Me is a partnership between the United Way of Delaware and the State of Delaware that offers free one-on-one support to Delawareans who want to understand more about their money, make good financial decisions, and achieve their financial goals. Today we're joined by Sally Coonan and Candace powell Kynard from the Stand By Me Next Gen program. To start with, could you both please introduce yourselves and your title and your role? My name is Sally Coonan. I'm the director of the Next Gen program for Stand By Me. Uh, those are the programs that go into the high schools in the state of Delaware. Hi, my name is Candace powell Kynard, and I am a financial aid specialist with the college funding project uh, NextGen. And I also uh, came to Stand By Me through my own business, which is called EduDreamer. So let's talk about the college funding project. How and why and when did it get started? Uh, well, the college funding project started in about 2014 in a conversation between uh, Governor Jack Markell and the person who was the founder of Stand By Me, uh, Mary DuPont. Uh, they were looking for ways to uh, get more kids in Delaware to go to college. They were wondering, you know, why don't more Delaware students? matriculate and go to college. And they came to the conclusion that it had to do with funding, that they really didn't think that they could afford to go to college. So they started this program to help students complete the FAFSA, to find financial aid for college, and to feel less intimidated by the financial aid world. And you just use an acronym FAFSA. For those that don't know what that is, what does that stand for? Sure, that's the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. It's an application that students and their families fill out online, and uh, it helps the U.S. government understand what their needs are in terms terms of financial aid for college. Let's talk about the programs that the college funding program offers. Is there a a cost? There's no cost. Um, All of our costs are covered by a grant from the Delaware Department of Education. And what we did was start with a premise that many schools were doing the type of work, uh, the financial aid work and the college access work, Already in their schools, they just needed maybe some some outside help, some supplemental work. So uh, we give them a menu of services that include a a variety of presentations that we could take into school and one-on-one FAFSA assistance. The presentations that we do, uh, one is called Paying for College, and it is a general overview of financial aid and college funding. You know, how do colleges how do you pay for college? How much does college cost? And what are those costs? Uh, so that's a general approach to uh, college funding and, and, and financial aid. Another one is a scholarship presentation that talks uh, families and students through how to find a scholarship and how, who, is it, who can be eligible for a scholarship. Do you have to uh, be poor? Do you have to be smart? You know, what are the, what are the criteria between merit-based and need-based scholarships? And then, of course, we have a new program. It's called the FAFSA Walkthrough. And this is a presentation that will actually walk families through the FAFSA question by question, giving them a sense of how to answer those questions given their circumstances. Finally, we have our FAFSA workshops, uh, which uh, will be different this year. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, where we actually work one-on-one with families to complete the FAFSA. Let's talk about the scope of the program. How many schools participate? In the beginning, we put this out to all the high schools in the state, thinking that maybe half of them would join in and participate in the college funding project. What happened was that 
42 schools are now part of the college funding project. So we got almost every school in the state to sign in with us, sign up with us, and to uh, um, do our programs. And um, so it's been really great. And why is the FAFSA important for students? This is a a really important topic. Um, The free application for federal student aid is part of a larger strategy for families. So when you're paying for college, you have uh, what I call pots of gold. And the largest pot of gold is the college itself. So when you need help paying for college, the college itself is a big help. The second pot of gold, the biggest, next second largest pot of gold, I should say, is federal student aid. So our federal government has set aside money to help families pay for college. Students are accessing the federal student aid through the FAFSA application. So they're using the free application for federal student aid to access those federal funds. And the federal funds include grants, including the Pell Grant. Um, There's a supplemental educational opportunity grant. So there are grants. There are also scholarships that are used. And the state, uh, including here in the state of Delaware, also uses the information from the FAFSA to process state-level aid that they have uh, to help students and their families pay for college. How is the FAFSA used by federal, state governments, and higher eds? So once the student and the family complete the FAFSA application, the information that it collects is used by the federal government to determine whether or not the student is eligible for federal funds. The state is also using similar data from the application to determine eligibility for uh, state-level financial aid for each student. Of all the communities, all the students you work with, who should complete the FAFSA? Everyone should complete the FAFSA. Some families, they don't understand exactly uh, whether or not they're going to be eligible. Some families are getting information. They're sharing with each other and maybe my neighbor you know, didn't get a Pell Grant, but, you know, the Pell Grant is not the only type of financial aid that comes from filling out the FAFSA. So every family really needs to fill out the FAFSA because it is used, it is, they call it kind of the uh, entry form or the gateway form to all other types of money. So the federal government is using the FAFSA. So that's the primary, right? But the colleges are also using the FAFSA to help process some of the money that they have available. Um, Of course, we've said that the states um, around the country are also using the FAFSA. But then um, something that isn't as well known is that there are need-based scholarships that use FAFSA data um, that um, they then use to process their need-based scholarships. So you've got you know, the, my little four pots of gold, you've got the college and then the federal government and then the state, but then you have private or sometimes called outside scholarships. Those are scholarships that you're getting outside of the college. They're also using FAFSA level data to process their scholarships. So this is one of the things that we wanted to do with this program was to help the public understand, to help students and their families understand how the FAFSA is used and how they can access scholarships, et cetera. And I will add this one other thing, and that's to say that we don't want 
families to feel intimidated by completing the application. Um, there is quite a bit of help available. So even families who believe that they're not eligible, they should complete the FAFSA because there really is no other way to know whether you are eligible for federal, state, or even college-level assistance unless you actually complete the form. And since it is not quite uh, as difficult to fill it out when you have a little assistance, which is what we do, um, we really encourage everyone, not only us, but everyone who does this work in helping families and students um, pay for college, everyone around the country in, uh, encourages families and students to complete the FAFSA application. What are the important dates to know about completing the FAFSA? That's a really good question. The really important date, the first important date that students and their families should know about is the FAFSA application opens up every year on October 1st. So uh, for this year, October 1st will be the start date, and any student who is a uh, high school senior or is intending to start college in the fall of 2021 um, should be completing their 2021 uh, FAFSA. Now, in terms of the deadlines, every uh, college and university has their own deadlines. However, most of those deadlines are in the spring. So you've got plenty of time between October 1st and the spring um, to meet those priority deadlines. Um, The state of Delaware would prefer that um, the FAFSA applications get completed by the priority deadline of April 15th. Um, Now, COVID for this year altered that date for 2020. um, And as of right now, uh, we're not sure that that's going to be altered for 2021. But as of right now, for the state of Delaware, um, the deadline to get your FAFSA application in so that you can meet the eligibility requirements of state aid is April 15th. Now, speaking of eligibility, do you have to have good grades to get federal grants? You do not. Grades are not a part of the federal uh, process for money. There are some programs that are scholarship-specific, But if you're looking at federal student aid from the Pell Grant um, or any other grant, that is not specified by grade. That is not something that grades are part of that process. So when you actually complete the FAFSA application, you will not be asked for grades or GPA or anything that is academically based. Other programs um, could very well require you to submit grades and standardized test scores, but the federal student aid using the FAFSA application is not one of those programs. Back to the whole idea of eligibility, can you get grants even if you have a higher household income, and if you have a high household income, should you still complete the FAFSA even if you think you make too much for your student to get federal aid? Right, so higher income is kind of relative because there are so many different pieces to the formula as to how the FAFSA is actually processed. There are families that feel like, oh, my income is too high and therefore I should not apply. Everyone should apply regardless of what you think your income is too high or, you know, if you think you're just not going to be eligible. Even if you're a family who has used the FAFSA application before uh, with an older student and maybe you were not eligible at the time, you still should uh, complete the FAFSA because you just don't know. And every student, even in a family, is a little different. 
Um, the FAFSA can also be used by the institution to process other types of aid, or they may need the FAFSA, for example, to determine that you're not eligible for something else so that they can actually look towards something else um, that the student uh, may qualify for. The formula takes into account the income for sure and the assets for sure, but it also takes into account the size of the family. So those kinds of things actually could make what a family would think to be a higher income or, or an ineligible income, it could make them eligible based on the way in which um, they're answering the questions and their own family characteristics. Sally, you touched on this earlier, talking about some of the ways that you're doing programs for families, but how has COVID-19 and the pandemic altered how the college funding project (laughs) operates uh, and the potential of schools not going back for in-person instruction? Well, that's a very good point. Um, So what we're finding is that because so not going back in person, we are having to really retool our programming. Uh, we'll have the same programs. It'll be the same great information. Uh, it'll provide families with the same amount of assistance and help. It's just all going to be online. It's all going to be remote. Uh, we'll be working on the Zoom platform. And instead of going to schools, we'll be doing it over Zoom. In the past, We've actually worked with schools on their calendars. So a school will call and say, we want a scholarship program on a certain day for our students. Obviously, we're not going to be able to do that this year. So this year, we're actually pushing out our programs so that uh, on Zoom, so that anyone who wants to uh, participate in a uh, paying for college presentation on a certain day at a certain time can do so. Uh, we'll be promoting those through the high school, through the high school uh, liaisons that we have. And uh, again, anyone will be able to simply use, you know, using our um, using our website, will be able to go in and uh, register for our program. So we're very excited about this. This is obviously very new for us, and uh, we're a little nervous about it, but I think it's going to be great. So what we're going to be asking people to do, we're going to be directing them to our website where they will be able to peruse all of our programs that we offer, dates and times that they'll be available. They can click, they can register, and they can uh, participate. We have just really scratched the surface of paying for college. And while we're giving out really great information, I think this information will be helpful. We really do recommend that students and their families participate in a paying for college workshop because that's when they'll really have an opportunity to hear more of the details about how you go through this process and what are the other uh, aspects and strategies for paying for college. And the other issue is our paying for college presentations that will start up in September um, will be up to date. Um, And so the information that a family might uh, just kind of research right now online, a lot of it is going to be out of date. Um, because the FAFSA changes every year. The student also has to apply using the FAFSA every year. Because there's so much detail to the paying for college process that we really do encourage families to come to one of the paying for college presentations and be very careful about the research that they do online. If they're looking at something that's 
you know, 2018, 2017 information, it's out of date and it really could take you in a different direction and, and give you misinformation about the process. Well, we've covered a lot of ground on this conversation. Is there anything else that you think is important to add to share about the program? Yes. I just want to give a couple of websites that I think will be helpful for families to just get a sneak peek at um, what they uh, need to do. So for more information specifically on federal student aid and uh, more specifically on the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid, students and their families can visit studentsaid.gov to get more information on that. And then the state of Delaware does have a very uh, rich, detailed website, and that website is DelawareStudentSuccess.org. And that website is all things higher education and paying for college in the state of Delaware. Well, uh, thank you both for your time and, uh, and your commitment to Delaware's students. Thank you, Matt. Today's podcast has been brought to you by the United Way of Delaware, the State of Delaware, and by our generous partners and donors. For more information, visit www.standbyme.org or facebook.com slash standbymedelaware. If you are in need of emergency food assistance, Delaware 211 is the state's referral hotline. Dial 211 or 1-800-560-3372 or text 898-211 or visit www.delaware211.org.